When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell for this Monday morning. Happy Easter as well. Easter Monday. My name, Daniel Pedro. Good to be back with you after a few days off. Hope you all had a nice Easter. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 our open line number throughout the course of the next hour. Let me know why you're up and about this early on your holiday Monday, or you can text 0457 736 736. Of course, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 a.m. in Queensland or Brisbane at SEN 1620 a.m. on the Gold Coast. So I hope you all had a great weekend. Some very interesting NRL matches. We'll do our review of course with one game to come in just a second and we're here for the next hour before breakfast uh, through SEN 1170 a.m. Brandy with Jimmy Smith this week. Jimmy filling in for Vossi. Vossi just having this week off. He'll be back next week and Patton Heels in Queensland after 6 a.m. Coming up across this next hour, we'll get your thoughts on the weekend of NRL so far. Lots of controversy again and we're going to have a chat with Chris Perkins being Holiday Monday. Thought we'd give him a bit of extra time because there is a lot going on in the world of sport over in America. Of course, highlighted by the golf but there's a lot more to talk about. He also wants to talk a bit of EPL so we'll have a chat with him as well. So any questions for Chris? We've received a few over the past few weeks. Uh, feel free to text them in now. 0457 736 736 or you can call the open line anytime. 1300 01 1170. It is two past five. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yeah, does your hot water need replacing? Go steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a Rheem. All right, your take on the football, the rugby league, the sport this weekend so far as we do each and every Monday. And, of course, we still have a lot of sport coming up today, being a public holiday Easter Monday. But one three hundred oh one eleven seventy oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Just your general thoughts on sport over the weekend, in particular, of course, the NRL, which we'll get to in just a second. Your highlight of the weekend so far, the disappointing performance of the weekend, and the surprise performance of the weekend. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six, and also. Want your prediction for the NRL game tonight or this afternoon, 4pm. The West Tigers have not won a game so far this year. We know that. And the Parramatta Eels desperate for a win, having only won one game so far this year. Of course, last year's grand finalists. And if you cast your mind back just 12 months ago to this very day, maybe not to the date, but to this very day, Easter Monday last year, the Tigers were in pretty much the same sort of situation as they are now. Just a different coach, and we saw that one-point field goal by Jackson Hastings, who, of course, is at Newcastle now. So your thoughts on what could happen today? Could we see a repeat of what we saw last year? On Easter Monday, or do you think Parramatta are going to smash them? One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Our open line number. You can text oh four five seven seven three six seven three six at three and a half past five. Now on tradies, the NRL wrap. 
Yeah, so happy to hear your thoughts on anything sport over the course of the next hour. Your highlight, your disappointment and your surprise performance of the weekend in any sport. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. But let's take a look back at round six of the National Rugby League with, of course, one game to come, as I mentioned today. Let's go back to Thursday night. Now, I wasn't here on Friday. Usually we wrap up the game on the Friday, but Storm 28 over the Roosters, eight down in Melbourne at Amy Park in rainy conditions. Lots been said about this match already. I was actually at that game down in Melbourne on Thursday night, and after a decent start by the Roosters, the Storm, very, very good, weren't they? Uh, Victor Radley getting sin-binned. I saw some commentary on social media saying that it wasn't a sin-bin. Yes, it wasn't the worst hit of all time, but it was late. It was very late. And I noticed Victor Radley came out across the course of the weekend and said he's basically got to stop doing this stuff. He believes that it cost them the game. Now, I don't know if it cost them the game because the Storm are very good, but it did change the momentum of the game. And in the end, the Storm very good, and Craig Bellamy picked out the Roosters' weaknesses. I thought that was probably one of the worst performances of the Roosters in a long time, but the Storm very good. And I said a couple of weeks ago, they had a tough run. Obviously, they lost to the Bulldogs and the Titans. And these next three weeks when they were coming up against Souths, Manly, uh, Man, South Roosters, then Manly, uh, would know a lot about the Storm. Well, they're two from two, beat Souths last Friday night. Uh, and then oh, two Friday nights ago. And then uh, the Roosters last Thursday night. Still no Ryan Pappenhausen. They've still got a few players out. Cam Munster, again, excellent, wasn't he, on Thursday night. So, again, it's very hard. I said this to a friend of mine over the course of the weekend. Very hard to get a form line across many teams this year. But the Storm, uh, still under strength and starting to fire early on in season 2023. So well done to them. The Roosters back to the drawing board for now. That was a pretty disappointing performance. They do still have a few players to come back. And, of course, James Adesco was missing that game as well. On Friday, the Rabbitohs 50 over the Bulldogs 16. Um Bit of a shame uh, for the Bulldogs, I thought. I thought they started the game off quite well, though. The first to score, leading 6-0. And then saw that injury to Josh Adokar, who looks like he's going to be out for about eight weeks. That's a big loss. Not just for the Bulldogs, but I'm sure he would have been in contention to play uh, for state for New South Wales and State of Origin. You would think that would almost rule him out of Game 1 of the Origin Series. But South Sydney, who themselves have been pretty quiet for the most part, at the beginning of the season, 50 points over the Bulldogs. Latrell Mitchell had one of his uh, better games. And I thought those two tries just before the halftime break and very good tries to South Sydney probably took the game away from the Bulldogs and they couldn't fight back. The Bulldogs are an interesting one, aren't they? They got that golden point win thanks to a Matt Burton field goal against the Cowboys last Sunday. And then 50 points put on them against Souths. I don't think anyone really thought they were a premiership contender, but, of course, if you do get 50 points conceded against you, uh, statistically, you can't win the premiership. South Sydney, though, uh, I think that's what we want to see more. Uh, they do more. They were very good on Friday afternoon. And then what about the Dolphins? 32-22 over the Cowboys. Talking about surprise performances, I put my tips in on Thursday, and I think in the SEN tipping competition, uh, there was only 4% of the general public that had tipped the Dolphins. Uh, they were leading 20 points to six at one stage. Um, and when the Cowboys got them, got back to 28 points to 22 in that last 10, 15 minutes of the game, you, you kind of thought the Cowboys were going to come and get them, but they couldn't. 
And we talk about how well the Dolphins have been playing, and they've been playing tremendously well. But the Cowboys, not the team, and we've said it a few times now, but just not the team that they were last year. Took everyone by surprise last year, but this year I think they've been pretty disappointing. Lost to the Dolphins, lost to the Bulldogs last weekend, also lost to the Warriors along the way. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how the, how the Cowboys come back from here because now we are six weeks into the competition and they haven't looked good at all. Dolphins very good and, again, you have to just admire the coaching of Wayne Bennett, don't you? Well, I think that was probably my most surprising performance of the weekend. I don't think anyone gave them much hope, but they are still doing well and they're still attracting a lot of new fans. And the talk on social media is like, how can you dislike the Dolphins? You can't. Uh, they're playing good footy. But where do you put the Cowboys now? Uh, especially for our listeners, if you're up early this morning on this public holiday in Queensland, 0457 736 736 or open line number 1300 1170. The Cowboys, are they in danger of missing the top eight? I know it's very early on. We look at the Dolphins. No one thought they'd be where they are six weeks into the competition. And we'll just see, especially last week as well, once they lost to the Dragons, you thought maybe the wheels might be starting to come off a little bit. But no, very good once again on Friday night. And they have captured the hearts and minds of not just people in Queensland, um, people all around the NRL world, in New South Wales, Victoria, wherever you're supporting the NRL. That might not be your team, but I think they're most people's second favourite team at the moment. Good win by the Dolphins. Now, on Saturday, uh, Penrith 44 over the Manly Sea Eagles 12. Now, I'll, I'll admit I was in a venue in Melbourne that didn't show these games, so I only caught the highlights of it, but Penrith 32-0 at half time, um, And a lot of um, people saying that... Um, with the Panthers, including myself, that they thought they'd come back to the field a little bit this year, and that may still be the case. But that was the Penrith of the past couple of years, leading 32-0 at half time. And I think, and as I say, I didn't see a lot of it, but it'd be disappointing for Manly as well, who started the season off really nicely and then lost to South Sydney, albeit in Golden Point a fortnight ago, had that draw against Newcastle last weekend. And then to only put 12 points but concede 44 against albeit Penrith. Disappointing. And maybe back to the drawing board a bit for Anthony Seabold at the Manly Seagulls, who, as I said, started the season off so well. But that would have been very disappointing. Not to lose to Penrith. A lot of teams are going to do that along the way this year. But just the way they lost to them in the scoreline. Penrith 44, Manly 12. Again, Manly probably another team. You sort of now question where they are after a good start to the season. And the Raiders, this was uh, probably the biggest surprise of the weekend so far. Uh, we'll see what happens today. The Raiders, 20 over the Brisbane Broncos, 14. Really impressive performance by Canberra. I know there was some controversy at the end of it. Uh, to power on Rapana. Um, happy to hear your thoughts. The social media world was divided on it. And the media world, everyone was divided on it. Most A lot of people saying it wasn't even a penalty. Some people saying it should have been a penalty. What did you make of it? And well done to Canberra anyway, getting that win 20 points to 14. And a bit of a surprise result. You would have thought that Brisbane, um, coming into it after the, what they did to the Tigers last weekend, we knew Canberra had been comprehensively beaten uh, the weekend before against Penrith. It was a huge game for Canberra to come in and actually do something, and they played very well. So well done to Canberra. Disappointing, I think, for the Broncos. Uh, Adam Reynolds picked up an injury, but looks like he'll be right to play next weekend in that game against the Gold Coast Titans, who we'll get to in just a second. Um, 
surprise result. Um, and, of course, Jared Croker back for Canberra obviously makes a big difference for them. Um, Brisbane fans would be disappointed, but they'll be hopeful they can bounce back against the Gold Coast Titans on, on uh, coming this weekend. We'll run through next weekend's games in a second. And then the two games yesterday, we'll actually listen to the highlights of the second game in just a second on the way to the break. Uh, but before that, Titans 20 over the St. George Illawarra Dragons 18. Now, uh, I thought the first half of this game wasn't great. A lot of drop ball. The Dragons blew about three chances um, before the Titans had scored to potentially get to an 18-0 lead. Uh, they got over the line, I think, twice or near the line twice, and then Ravellara down the wing, um, he looked like for all money, he had about two or three players he could pass to, teammates, and they blew that. And then the Titans just hung in there, and in the second half, it was a highly entertaining game of footy, and Toby Sexton, the match-winning try, you thought when Ben Hunt had scored for the Dragons with about four or five minutes to go, you thought that might have been it, but the Titans... To their credit, fought hard and won the match in the end. And you got to feel for Ben Hunt, who has been the Dragons' best player for many, many years. Definitely over the past couple of years. Dropping that ball on the halfway line now. They may not have gone on to win the game, the Dragons. Uh, it was the last set. But um, you just felt very sorry for, sorry for him, in particular after he scored that try just a few minutes beforehand. And that means the pressure back now on Dragons coach Anthony Griffin. Um, so, yes, yes. So that is uh, what happened uh, yesterday in that Titans-Dragons game, uh, 0457-736-736. And you looked at the Dragons' draw. Yes, they beat the Dolphins, and then uh, they lost to the Titans. And then you look at uh, their next couple of games. They've got the Raiders down in Canberra, followed by the Anzac Day clash. So they're not two easy games. They always do seem to get up for Anzac Day. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, with them against Canberra. You would have marked those two games. They beat the Dolphins, but you would have marked yesterday's game down as a win as well. And they couldn't get it. So Anthony Griffin, the pressure back on him after it was relieved for a week. And, and to be perfectly honest as well, just before we move to the last game of the weekend so far, the performance by the Dragons, who were basically at full strength against the Titans side that was missing, amongst others, Kieran Forum. Foreign, AJ Brimson, Sam Verrills, we know he's out for an extended period of time. Real disappointment there, I think. And you would expect them, they've got a decent side, you'd expect them to be able to beat an understrength Titan side. So well done to the Titans. Uh, again, they're another team that's been a little inconsistent, but a good win. And then last night, really impressed with the Newcastle Knights, and we'll have a listen to the highlights on the way to the break, but the Newcastle Knights 34 over the Warriors 24. The Warriors... Uh, tried to fight back again in the second half as they tried to do, as they did successfully last weekend against the Cronulla Sharks, but this time was a little too much. John Young, very good. And I have to admit, the Knights, I think, are surprising people a little bit as well. No Kalen Ponga. He's expected back uh, either this weekend or next, uh, this weekend coming or next. But they're playing good footy. They were very good to watch uh, last night up there in Newcastle. And the Warriors... I don't know how disappointed they'll be with that, especially considering what they did against Cronulla last weekend. And probably would have been favoured to come into this match and win it. But look, Newcastle at Newcastle, trying to make that home ground of theirs, which is a very nice home ground, a fortress again. And they played very well last night. So I think they're surprising 
teams a little bit and people this year. And, of course, we've got the Tigers up against the Parramatta Reels a little later on today. We'll recap that tomorrow. Just the ladder before we go to a break uh, with one game remaining, of course, at round six. The Broncos, they still lead the way on 10 points, followed by the uh, Panthers, Storm, Dolphins, Warriors, Titans, Roosters, all on eight points. The Knights round out the top eight on seven points. The Seagulls are just outside of the top eight on seven points. And then you've got uh, the Rabbitohs, the Dragons, the Bulldogs on six points, the Sharks, the Cowboys, the Raiders on four points, the Eels with a game in hand, obviously, on two points, the Tigers, obviously, with a game in hand on zero points. So that was round six of the National Rugby League. Your thoughts on all of that, your, your highlights, your lowlights, uh, your disappointing performances or your surprise performances of the weekend, your take on some of the more controversial moments, 0457 736 736, our text number. You can call the open line 1300 011170. And what is going to happen this afternoon between the Tigers and the Eels? It was this day last year that the Tigers got their first win of season 2022. Can history repeat itself? And can we see it happen again this time in about 12 hours' time, just over 12 hours' time. What do you reckon's going to happen? one 300 open line number. You can text 0457-736-736. Chris Perkins from America is coming up after the break. But on the way to the break, let's have a listen to how the game played out last night. The Knights 34 over the Warriors 24, as you would have heard it here on SEN. Gagai, quick hands, Young, 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 charging too strong. Well, he had to carry three players over with him, and now we understand how he got four last week. First today, and the Knights start well. Fitzgibbon got away from one. Here's Bradman Best charging at him, and he released. Mazu, big, hard to stop. Can't stop him. Nickel Crookstar hit him with everything. He didn't budge. Goes straight over the top of him and scores the try in the corner. That's a beauty. Mazu gets the second. The wingers have scored. Hang on, here they go. John Johnson, full of running, full of running. Dummy short. Beautiful. Poppy gets across for the try, but it's vintage SJ. Double pump, double pump. Commits two defenders, goes around one, and the eyes, as soon as they went to him, the offload came, and Adam Pompey gets across for the try. They're back the Warriors, 10-4 the scoreline. Hastings now, what sort of kick over it? It's about a three-quarter kick, flying high. Oh, ball free on the ground. Picked up, Frizzell over the line, scores. Well, there was ball goes everywhere, anyone's ball. Now we point to the spot and they score a try. They might have a look at it, but right now, as it stands, it's Newcastle 14, the Warriors 6, still the last. Bradman Best kicks, oh. kicks, sitting up for Crossland, got the try. What a turnaround. 12-point turnaround. The no try for the Warriors, the try under the black dot for Phoenix Crossland. Offer, offer, Bradman Best kick. Can you believe it? Newcastle 20, the Warriors 6. They go to Johnson on the right. They saw he went early. Poppy, footwork over try. I'm sure he got it down and now he has. The referee points to the spot. Vintage SJ times two. They got their second try. It's a carbon copy of the first. Now SJ back on the inside. Nickel Clockstar releases. Now he's got to get it down. He did. This is the Warriors scoring. Cozy got it. Pressure after pressure after set after tackle. And now they're rewarded. 22-16, the scoreline player in there. In fact, man is going to dummy and go straight over. They're all looking at the man who was slow to get to his feet. It was Bailey Sirenen. Kurt Mann said, well, I'll do it myself. Big dummy out of dummy half. Got around one defender. Drags another one over the line with him. And now... 
Newcastle have stopped that momentum. They lead 26 points to 18. Here they come. Hastings throws long. Oh, got a release. Mazu steps hard off it, comes back, improves the position. You heard the crowd. They loved it. Smile from ear to ear on the face of Greg Mazu. He gets his second. And what did you say, Nob? They can put it to bed. I reckon it's 99 time. For the Warriors. To the left-hand side. Nickel Corkster, dummy. Short oh, ball. Play. Ford goes over the top of Miller into the in-goal area. Gives him a little bit of a one-two and says, that's a try for us. We're back in the game. It's going to signal a very, very comfortable victory in the end, despite some nervous moments for coach Adam O'Brien. And the Newcastle Knights get themselves a further two competition points. 34-24, the final scoreline on an Easter Sunday that Newcastle Knights fans can get excited about. America to update the golf and all the other sport happening in the United States in just a second with Chris Perkins. Just a couple of things before that. Interested to get your take on this one. Uh, Josh Morris, of course, former New South Wales player, played for a respective a lot of other clubs in the NRL, has backed in Panthers fullback Dylan Edwards as an origin bolter after he scored those four tries against Manly on Saturday. And he starred in Penrith's 44-12 win, scoring four tries to go with 136 run metres. Uh, he said yesterday, I'm going to throw it out there. If James Tedesco doesn't play fullback for the Blues. Dylan Edwards should. He's been one of the best fullbacks the last couple of years. We've got Turbo and Latrell, but I think he could easily put Turbo on the wing and Latrell in the centres. If Teddy doesn't play, for whatever reason, he'd be a great substitute for him. Yeah, if Tedesco was out right now, if the Origin New South Wales Origin team was getting picked right now, who would you pick at fullback if James Tedesco was injured? If he was missing for whatever reason, would you put Dylan Edwards at fullback? Or would it be Travojevic, Luttrell? Who deserves, assuming Tedesco is there, he'll be fullback. But just, just say he picks up an injury, hopefully he doesn't, but let's say he's missing for whatever reason. Who do you put at fullback for the New South Wales State of Origin team if the team is picked right now? Dylan Edwards, fantastic player, never really been spoken about uh, for New South Wales or Australia. Would he be ahead of Luttrell and Tom Travojevic as the backup option to James Tedesco? What do you reckon? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. Text here from the Kingswood Welder on our way to Chris. He says, top to top of the Easter to you, young Daniel. Been at work all long weekend. Uh, the welding never stops. Got two games right over the weekend. Yeah, I think I'm a bit the same. I give up. Hopefully the Tigers uh, can uh, pull an Easter miracle out uh, to have a win over the Dirty Eagles. Uh, good to have you back. Thank you. Good to be back. That from the Kingswood Welder. EPL over the course of the weekend will wrap it up more tomorrow with John Gallo but we saw Man United 2 over Everton nil, Aston Villa 2 over Nottingham Forest nil, Newcastle had a win over Brentford 2-1 we had West Ham 1 over Fulham nil, Wolves 1 defeating Chelsea nil, Tottenham 2 over Brighton 1, Bournemouth 1 over Leicester City nil. Man City, big win over Southampton, 4-1. Equally a big win by Crystal Palace over Leeds United, 5-1. And this game, which Chris wants to touch on at the top of his segment, Liverpool and Arsenal, 2-all. It was 2-0 to Arsenal before Liverpool fought back. So let's have a chat with Chris now over in America. Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. And on the line is Chris Perkins. Happy Easter to you, mate. 
Well, happy Easter. Welcome back. I uh, hope you enjoyed Melbourne. Did you catch any of the real footy while you were down there? Uh, if you're talking about the real footy, well, of course I went to the uh, real football, which is uh, the NRL. No, they're all they're all equal, aren't they? <laughs> sort of. Um, uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. Although, well, I must say, though, I did catch it on in a lot of the pubs because they seem to like to show it in a lot of the pubs. But no, I didn't get to go to an AFL game uh, this time around, unfortunately. Oh, that that is a shame. I, I'm sorry. I couldn't resist that. I know. I, I know my. I love my audience in in New South Wales and Queensland. But my my Australian heart truly is Victorian, so I'm an AFL guy. That is okay. That is okay. Yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. That's why we don't get you on to talk about uh, NRL or AFL, or usually <laughs> anyway. Uh, um, happy Easter, by the way. Right. Just before we get to the all the sport, what's it's Easter Sunday, obviously over there now. Well, what have you been doing over this long weekend? Easter long weekend. It's a weekend. <laughs> well, yeah. No, the feeling. Uh, no, go uh, on. I like that. I like your welder. Yes, Kingswood welder, the great Kingswood welder, who's fascinated the other week about you uh, driving a truck and uh, what you do. So you've been working all long weekend. Yep, I'm uh, headed to Kansas City right now. I'm on my way there. I have a delivery tomorrow. So uh, the the trucking industry never stops, uh, even for a holiday. Yep. So, uh, that's the way my, I, I've been doing my best to keep up with the sport. I've had had golf on in the background. Mm. We'll talk about the Masters in a minute. Had, had the the Liverpool Arsenal game on mm. as well in in listening to it. Oh my goodness, what a game at Anfield today between Liverpool and Arsenal. Arsenal should have buried Liverpool up two nil at Anfield inside a half hour, and they let it get away. But you know it's a hard game. You you know it's a rough and tumble game when match officials are throwing elbows. Yeah, so uh, allegedly an elbow on Liverpool defender Andy Robertson during the halftime break. Uh, that's you, you don't often see that. The uh, assistant referee is going to be under investigation. That uh, I, I can't recall any sport where you ever see. That you you may see the other way around. We're playing. I don't think they've ever elbowed them, but maybe have a go at the referee or whatever. But uh, and in particular in football, don't you, Chris? Where you do see them go up very close to the referee at some point when uh, they don't agree with the decision. But the other way around, yeah, I, that, I can't remember that happening. No, I can't. I can't recall an incident like that either. Now there there was video, and there, there's some dispute on what happened. Uh, one of the reports I saw said that, that Robertson had grabbed the linesman uh, by the arm and he kind of threw the elbow to shake the arm off and may have caught Robertson. The vision I saw, and granted, it was from it was wide angle. It was very long range. It wasn't easy to see what really what happened, except you could see the elbow very clearly being thrown toward Robertson's uh, chin. So, yeah, like you said, he's under investigation. Uh, we occasionally see players hit out officials. Uh, there there was uh, a player recently, actually, I think got an eight-match ban for shoving mm. a referee in a, in a game in England. Mm. Um, so I, you do see it that way. But seeing officials do something like that, that, that is a rare thing. And, you know, I, honestly, I, he deserves – if he threw an elbow – uh, and it wasn't it, it wasn't in retaliation or to to shake the arm off, shake being grabbed off. He should probably get a pretty long ban as well, if not uh, a, a permanent one. As in, you are sacked. Your services are no longer needed. 
Yeah, if it is all uh, found to uh, be true and uh, what he's alleged to have done, uh, which it looks like, it, it's, yeah, I, I can't see him being involved in another match. It was a bit of a costly, and I say we'll wrap this up more with John Gallo tomorrow, but it was a bit of a costly loss for Arsenal, or not a loss, but draw for Arsenal as well. Man City would be very happy, but you're right, Arsenal 2-0 up. The way both teams have been playing as well this year, you would have thought Arsenal would have been too good. But anyway, uh, they fought back Liverpool, so well done to them. Now, uh, let's switch on to the golf, of course, US Masters, of course. Now, before we get to what's happening at the moment, uh, the start of the fourth round, uh, well, Tiger Woods dominated headlines because he had to withdraw from the final round, potentially his last US Masters as well. We know he's been struggling in recent years. What's happened with Tiger? Yeah, he had to withdraw. He made the cut on the number on on uh, early Saturday morning, uh, thanks to Justin Thomas going bogey bogey the last two holes that that drug Woods um, at plus three in, into in on, onto the cut line. Uh, he struggled uh, when they resu- when they started the third round yesterday afternoon. It was suspended for rain. Uh, about 3.15 local time yesterday afternoon when Tiger was about six, seven holes into his round. Um, they came back out this morning, finished the third round. Uh, Tiger didn't play. He was he was pretty sore. The weather has been very rough at Augusta this weekend. Mm. Uh, Friday's play was suspended because of uh, strong thunderstorms that rolled through. Uh, in fact, toppled a couple of trees near the 17th tee. Um, that, uh, in fact, these two trees, when they came down, looked like they landed uh, on either side of a person who was there. Uh, I would qualify that person as the luckiest person on planet Earth right now. Yes. Had it been me, I would have uh, immediately gone out, bought a lottery ticket and a new <laughs> pair of pants because I would have needed both. Well, it, certainly the pants. Yeah. Uh, Can it be but, dangerous on those golf courses, Chris? Can be, and especially when a spring storm, uh, you know, runs up like that in in the southeast, in the south, uh, those can be really nasty in the storm. It was hot and humid uh, Thursday, Friday at Augusta. Cold front comes through. It rained pretty much all day yesterday, and it was absolutely miserable. Temperatures from Friday went from 26 Celsius yesterday. Uh, they might have hit 10 Celsius Ooh. at Augusta, and it rained all, literally all day. They finally had to stop play when when water was starting to pond on the green. That's when the they said, we're done, we'll see you tomorrow morning, and we'll finish the third round. But now we've we got the fourth round going, but mm. Tiger made the cut for the 23rd straight time that ties the record of, uh, also held by Gary Player and Fred Couples for most consecutive cuts made at Augusta. Fred Couples, by the way, he made the cut this weekend at the age of 63 years and six months. Became the oldest player to make the cut at the Masters. It's his 31st cut mm. that he made at the Masters. He is now second uh, by himself behind only Jack Nicholas, who made a ridiculous 37 weekends at Augusta. Yeah, that in his qu- career. Quite unbelievable. Before we get an update of what's happening at the moment, you mentioned 10 degrees Celsius. I can tell you in Sydney at the moment, it's only feeling like 6, and in Queensland only 13. So uh, 10 degrees, not too bad, although I will get up to 23 here today. But anyway, 20 in Sydney today. Uh, now, a uh, couple of questions. Uh, is that? Do you reckon that's the last we see of Tiger Woods in the U.S. Masters? And let's have an update of what is happening at the moment in the fourth round. No, I don't think so. He has a lifetime exemption. 
Mm. Tiger can Tiger could wheel himself out at the age of eighty and play <laughs> in the Masters if he wanted to. I, that's that's the that's the rule. I, when you win a green jacket, you get you get privileges to play in the Masters for life. Mm. So he could do that. Now everybody who does. Eventually, they step away. Like Larry Mize this year, the 87 champion, this was his final Masters. He didn't make the cut. He wasn't even close. But but he played one more Masters this year. At the uh, I think he was 70-something. I don't know. Larry Mize getting up there, but he mm. played He played the first two rounds. Mm. Uh, but most everybody, they know when, when their game is to the point where they're kind of embarrassing themselves and they step away on their own. The the golf club will not tell them to. Uh, we'll see Tiger back. Will we ever see him in contention again at the Masters? Probably not. It is, it is difficult. And Tiger's body is so beat up, you know, from from surgeries, mm. from his car wreck two years ago, and, and all this, the, the laundry list of surgeries, the rebuilt knee, the rebuilt back. Uh, even before the car wreck two years ago, mm. uh, he he's got he's got a lot of uh, a lot of aftermarket parts in his body. Let's put it that way. Uh, so I don't think he'll contend again. He's forty seven years old now, but he'll come back. He'll keep playing until he feels his game cannot meet you know meet even moderate standards. It mm. doesn't meet his normally high standards now, mm. but but he can still have moments at Augusta. So he'll keep coming back uh, until the point that he feels he can. And would definitely as well, sorry, Drudding, would definitely as uh, uh, well, however many tournaments, wherever he plays, would attract fans. Even if he's not winning, he's still going to attract oh, a lot of fans. Oh, of course. I, Jack and Arnie, when they played at Augusta, or any of the majors that they played in, mm. uh, in the twilight of their careers, you know, even though they weren't even close to the to being competitive, everybody was still out there to see Jack and Arnie, to cheer them, mm. to cheer their their greatness and what they've meant to the sport throughout all those decades that they were playing. Mm. Uh, so it, it'll be the same thing for Tiger Woods. He, it, it's getting close to that point where he's playing just, uh, just out there for the fans and for the fans to enjoy seeing him play. Now, Brooks Kepka uh, leading the way, two shots uh, in front, uh, 11 under. Uh, John Rahm, uh, nine under. How do you see this one playing out? Well, I'll tell you, um, yeah, last score update I've got, I've got uh, actually a one-shot Okay, yep, that for, might be true. Yep. Kepka. Rahm, at, Rahm is at 10. He just birdied number cool. three, Rahm did. So mm. one shot back, Victor Hovland who was low amateur four years ago, by the way, uh, right there as well at, at eight under par. Master Sunday. This is a case of, for everybody there in, in New South Wales and Queensland, waking up this morning, brew the coffee, cook up some breakfast, sit mm -hmm. down, turn your television on, and watch this final round of the Masters. Because about an hour, hour and a half from now, when they make the turn mm. to the back nine at Augusta, the back nine on Sunday at Augusta is the best two hours of golf you will see every year because the, the, the course is set up for scoring. They're, the pin placements they have on, on these holes on Sunday, they are tantalizing these players. They're tempting them to go for it, to make a shot <clears throat> to score for birdies, for eagles. You know, mm. the, the pin placement they have on 16, it's close to the, the, to the pond, but if you play it to the right, 
hit the slope, it runs down, you got a birdie putt. You miss it, you're either you got either got an insanely difficult downhill putt or your ball's wet. Yes. Um, off off the tee and you're reloading. But, but all the you know, the the tee shot on twelve, the the, the little par three twelve over Ray's Creek. What happens there when these leaders get up to the twelfth tee and a couple of groups ahead you hear a roar, maybe from the thirteenth green, that par five mm. where you hear a roar, you're thinking an eagle and maybe somebody's making a charge. You're standing on the tee on 12, about to shoot it over Ray's Creek, where everybody has a bad history with, with dunking golf balls in the water, maybe it increases the pucker factor a little bit for the, for the leaders. So you always see fireworks on Sunday at Augusta. You'll have a player who comes from who's eight, nine shots back at the beginning of the round, maybe goes on a bit of a run and gets it closer, mm. gets, in, gets into contention and has a lot of momentum. Interesting. Before before we we'll start in about an hour and a half. Yeah, before we quickly look at some of the other sports, quick tip: Who do you think is going to take it out? I'm going for the story. John Rahm, Spaniard, uh, U.S. Open champion. Today is is Seve Ballesteros' birthday. He would have been 66. Mm. Can you think better story than a span than a Spanish golfer winning the Masters? On the birthday of a, of a Spanish legend, mm. we'll I'm tipping John Rahm to come back, and, and this is this is also because Brooks Kepka is a live golf guy. Mm. Can you imagine Greg Norman the first time he's got a microphone in his face if Brooks Kepka wins the Masters? Very true. Crowing about live to the greatness of live golf. I'm just throwing that out there too. Now we've got a few minutes to wrap up some of the other sports. I actually want to talk to you. I know you have NBA and NHL, which we'll try and get to, but. We've been talking over the past few Mondays about the MLS uh, and your team. I need an update. What's happened over the weekend? Yeah, it wasn't pretty. 3 no loss at defending CONCACAF Champions League holders. Uh, so, yeah, it was an ugly game. First hour, St. Louis played Seattle even, but uh, three goals in pretty rapid succession, especially the first two, midway through the second half, made the difference. Uh, one of them was an absolute colossal mm. from outside the box. And Superman wouldn't have saved this thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, top of the D, upper 90, uh, Roman Berkey was rooted to his spot, had no chance at it. That was the opening goal. But, uh, yeah, St. Louis winds up losing 3-0. So now that's uh, two losses in a row for them. They uh, fall out of the top spot in the MLS's Western Conference. There was another incident, though, mm. uh, in MLS last night. Uh, have you ever seen a goal in the 107th minute of a game that wasn't in extra time? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, definitely not. <laughs> well, that, that's what happened in the New York Red Bull-San Jose game last night. Uh, San Jose was up 1-0 mm. in, in stoppage time. They had 21 minutes of second-half stoppage time, and the reason for it is there was a really ugly incident uh, early in the second half mm -hmm. when uh, earthquake striker, San Jose striker Jeremy Ibovice, um I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, uh, according to him, a Red Bulls player made a racist remark mm. on the field. Uh, Eva Bisse, by the way, who is black, uh, met, reported it to the officials, and San Jose was very close to walking off the pitch at that point. Uh, there was a rather long delay. Uh, 
everything kind of calmed down. Now, Ibo Bise didn't name the player publicly, uh, and apparently the the remark was not directed at anybody, as if that makes a difference mm. uh, when you're talking about using a racist remark. Mm. But they wound up having they wound up having to add 21 minutes of stoppage time, mm. and the Red Bulls got their equalizer in the 17th minute of stoppage time right. to salvage a one-all draw at home against San Jose. It was nuts that, last night. That's a very, very long period of time for uh, injury time. It's 107 minutes. It's unbelievable. Chris, great stuff. We're just uh, short of time now, uh, but we will talk on Thursday about everything else. Your golf chat is always excellent. We appreciate it, and we look forward to having a chat again on Thursday morning. My pleasure. NBA regular season yep. ends today, by the way. Still some spots in the West to be decided. Mm. We'll, we'll talk more about the NBA playoffs Thursday. Perfect, mate. Enjoy the rest of your Easter on the road, and we'll chat in a few days' time. All right. Have a good day. Thank you, mate. Chris Perkins uh, with everything happening in America. 0457 736 736 to your texts and calls on the open line. one 300 next. That was all for Ken Arts Hire. Head into Ken Arts Hire for their two-for-one offer today. It's coming up to quarter to six. This is Tradies News in a Nutshell. AFL over the course of the weekend. Back on Thursday night, the Brisbane Lions over Collingwood, 116 to 83. We had Carlton, who are almost towards the top of the ladder now, over North Melbourne on Friday, 107 to 84. Adelaide defeated Fremantle, 111 to 72. The Bulldogs in a close one over Richmond, 89 to 84. St Kilda, big win over the Gold Coast Suns, 113 to 60. The Swans almost got the win with the last kick of the game, but Port Adelaide winning that one, 60, mm. 66 to 64. Thank you, Jimmy. Uh, we had Essendon over GWS, 88-75. And also Melbourne, big win over West Coast over in Perth, 126-63. to Today, the traditional Easter Monday clash between Geelong and Hawthorne at 3.20. Jimmy Smith and Brandy not too far away with breakfast for our Queensland listeners, uh, Pan and Heels coming along after six break. And back to wrap things up, it's coming up to 10-6. to 6-6, six. Yeah, six six, good to have your company. A-League as well over the course of the weekend. Some interesting uh, results there. Uh, let's go through them. Now we had Central Coast Mariners 3 over Western United nil. Adelaide and Sydney FC had a one-all draw. Brisbane Raw convincing winners over Newcastle Jets 3-0. MacArthur and Western Sydney Wanderers had a two-all draw. Uh, Melbourne and Melbourne Victory and Perth Glory a nil-all draw. And today at 4pm, Melbourne City take on Wellington. On the text, 0457 736 736. This is from Mike on the Cowboys. He says, at the moment, uh, Cowboys are literally not the same team uh, with McLean, Lukey and Tamau, uh, James Tamo out injured. Nanai suspended and Leilua stand-down policy were not available for selection this week. Losing Hammer and Gilbert uh, and amongst others in the off-season rounded off eight or nine big-name players from 2022 who would have been playing last weekend. No excuses, just literally that side at the moment from Mike. That's a very good point. Different side for the Cowboys. It's going to be interesting to see how they bounce back over the next few weeks. Thanks for your company on this Easter Monday holiday. Big thanks to Chris Perkins from joining me in for joining me in America. Tomorrow on our show, we'll wrap up the EPL, a huge weekend with John Gallo and look back at today's rugby league match between the Tigers and the Eels. Coming up after the news at 6am for our Queensland listeners, Patton Hills with you. For our listeners through SCN 1170am in Sydney, Jimmy Smith filling in for Volsi this week alongside Brandy. So looking forward to that after the 6 o'clock news. Have a wonderful uh, Monday morning. I'll catch you tomorrow morning from 5am. Breakfast follows the news.